Good evening. And today, March 8th, we commemorate as International Women's Day. And there's no way I could not let this day go by without acknowledging in, in my own way how all women, in some way, are phenomenal. A story from Melody Blossom for Harriet. But today's opening quote. I'm sure many of you know this quote, and you know who penned it. And I quote, Pretty women wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size. But when I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say, it's in the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. I walk into a room, just as cool as you please. And to a man, the fellows stand or fall down on their knees. Then they swarm around me, a hive of honeybees. I say, it's the fire in my eyes and the flash of my tooth, the swing in my waist and the joy in my feet. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. Men themselves have wondered what they see in me. They try so much, but they can't touch my inner mystery. When I try to show them, then say they still can't see. I say, it's in the arch of my back, the sun of my smile, the ride of my breasts, the grace of my style. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. Now you understand just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about or have to talk real loud. When you see me passing, it ought to make you proud. I say, it's in the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palm of my hand, the need of my care. Cause I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. That was the poetess herself, end quote. That was the poetess herself, Ms. Maya Angelou. Today's story about the Black Panther Party, founded in the 1960s, was notorious for being a revolutionary organization that fought for the liberation of blacks in the United States. With the brilliant activists, community organizers, writers, and thinkers who graced its membership, the party is primarily regarded as a male-dominated space and projected itself as such. However, like in most revolutionary movements, there were many women who served important and influential roles. These women made sure they occupied leadership positions and implemented programs that were vital to the success of the party and the overall uplifting of the black community. They also called out sexism within the party, never afraid to make their presence known as women. However, their faces seldom grace historical narratives about the Black Panther Party. This list is meant to shine some light on a handful of these phenomenal women. Although women initially occupied few formal governance positions within the party, they played strategic roles as made leadership of the party increasingly faced political repression, incarceration, or exile. With information from the article Engendering the Black Freedom Struggle, Revolutionary Black Womanhood, and the Black Panther Party in the Bay Area, California, and other sources 
we look at their contributions below. First, Kathleen Cleaver, like many female revolutionaries, had been exposed to many international experiences during her involvement with the Panthers. She joined the Foreign Service and was able to travel to countries such as Sierra Leone, Liberia, India, and the Philippines. She later returned to the United States and attended Barnard College, where she became more involved in the civil rights movement. She then left college to work full-time for the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, or SNCC. Within a year, in the SNCC, she met Eldridge Cleaver, whom she married. They would both join the Black Panther Party, with Kathleen becoming the party's National Communications Secretary and helping to organize the campaign to get party leader, U.E.P. Newton, released from prison. She was also the first woman to be appointed to the party's Central Committee. Kathleen ended up fleeing to Mexico and later Algeria with her husband. Upon returning to the U.S., she later divorced her husband and currently teaches at Yale University. 2. Angela Davis One of the most well-known female members of the party, having joined for a short period after she noticed the party's sexist practices. Objecting to the misogyny and chauvinism she experienced in the organization, Angela Davis then pursued her activism as a member of the Shea Lumumba Club, an all-black faction of the Communist Party in Los Angeles. In 1969, the California Board of Regents and Governor Ronald Reagan fired her from the faculty of the University of California at Los Angeles because of her communist affiliation. Despite the fact that Davis was regarded as an unbiased and popular teacher among her students, after strong protests from her pupils and fellow faculty members, she was reinstated by court order. Nonetheless, the board did not renew her contract in 1970, claiming her unfinished dissertation and her radical political activism with the Soledad brothers and as their reasons. Davis continues to be regarded as a preeminent activist, writer, professor, and leader for civil rights and prison reform. Asata Shakur, mother of Tupac Shakur. Many have heard the story of the legendary Asata Shakur through Commons' A Song for Asata. However, many don't know the revolutionary Shakur was an influential part of the party. In Asata, an autobiography, she gives a clear depiction of her life and the circumstances that led her to seeking political asylum in Cuba. Upon being convicted for the shooting death of a New Jersey state trooper, Shakur was imprisoned. Despite being acquitted of all charges, in 1979, she escaped and fled to Cuba. During her time with the party, she contributed significantly to the development of the Free Breakfast Program, spreading awareness through writing about the party to potential allies and working to empower members of the black community overall. She played an instrumental part in both the New York and Oakland chapters of the party. Shakur was well known for being one of the few unmarried women Black Panthers. She continues to live in Cuba today. Elaine Brown. Throughout the last four decades, Elaine Brown has been committed to and organized significant efforts toward effecting progressive change in the divided states of America. During her time in the party, she helped organize the Free Breakfast Program in Los Angeles and edited the party's newspapers. She also ran for public office in Oakland in 1973 and 1975, representing the party. She would eventually gain a leadership role within the party as chairwoman from 1974 until 1977. 
Brown continues her activism work today with much of her recent efforts focusing on radical reform of the criminal justice system. Brown has written and edited numerous articles and books as well as lectured widely on university and college campuses about prison reform and the injustices within the prison system. She is regarded by many as a reliable expert on the criminal justice system. In 2007, she announced her bid as the 2008 presidential election candidate for the Green Party. She continues to write, speak, and lead programs about prison reform today. Barbara Easley Cox was initially a member was not initially a member of the party when she began working with them as a student at San Francisco State University. She became more closely affiliated with the party due to her husband, Donald Cox, and contributed to the advancement of party goals during the 1960s. She and her son, she and her husband were leaders of the Oakland chapter of the Black Panther Party and also worked in the New York and Philadelphia chapters. She also helped spread the reach of the party internationally, first moving to Algiers and then to Korea. Upon her return to the States, she moved to Philadelphia, focused on community development work, and later retired as a social worker. She continues to live in Philadelphia to this day, where she consults and volunteers in various community-based capacities. Charlotte Hill O'Neill joined the party at age 18 and was a member of the party's chapter in Kansas City, along with her husband, Pete O'Neill. She played a key role in the organization. Eventually, she and her husband fled the states after being accused of transporting guns around state, across state lines. She moved to Tanzania and helped her husband launch the United Africa Alliance Community Center, an arts-based community development organization. O'Neill continues her community empowerment work as a poet, musician, and visual artist. Tarika Matilava is known as the first woman who demanded to have space for black women in the party. Growing up in Oakland, she experienced a number of injustices in the city. Its post-World War II decline, high rates of unemployment, lack of affordable housing, and other socioeconomic issues that Im impacted black people. It is said that at age 16, Matalaba walked into the Black Panther office in Oakland and demanded that she not only be made a member of the party, but she demanded that she be given a gun as well. Prior to joining the Panthers, she had held several leadership roles, including being a student leader at Oakland Technical High School. During her time at Oakland Tech, she was one of the first students to petition for a black history club and proudly wore her natural hair in an afro. As a Panther, she took on many roles, including writing editorials and drawing 40 political cartoons. Many male Panther members respected her due to her strong presence. Judy Hart was a student leader at Oakland City College and later San Francisco State University, where she met Black Panther leaders U.E.P. Newton and Bobby Seale. She was initially drawn to the Panthers because of their fight to end police brutality. With, with her leadership experience through San Francisco State's Black Student Union, she felt she could contribute something worthwhile in her community by joining the party and working for them full-time. She became editor-in-chief of the party, their international newsletter, and also worked on the party's free breakfast program. In 1969, she became the youngest faculty member of the nation's first black studies program at San Francisco State University. Since then, she has written a number of plays and novels. She also has taught writing on college campuses in Jersey, New Jersey and San Francisco Bay Area. Shaka Adune Adufe Yemoja Hodari 
Karifi, popular musician and performer. You know her from her undeniable voice. Shaka Khan was also a member of the party. Born in 1953 as Yvette Marie Stevens, she joined the Chicago chapter of the party in 1969 and worked with the Free Breakfast Program. During this time, she took on a new name, Shaka Adune Adufe Yemoja Hodari Karifi, and dropped out of high school. In the 1970s, she began to focus on her music, joining the R&B and funk band Rufus. The band was later renamed Rufus and Shaka before Shaka Khan began her career as a, success, as a successful solo artist in the 1980s. And now a closing quote, and I quote, One of the lessons that I grew up with was to always stay true to yourself and never let what somebody else says distract you from your goals. And so, when I hear about negative and false attacks, I really don't invest any energy in them because I know who I am. End quote. That was our first lady, and one of, if not the classiest first ladies we have ever had. First Lady Michelle LaVon Robinson Obama. And in this case, you should all know who you are. You are all phenomenal. Ebony Contrarian, out.